What's going on, solar printers? This week, we're going to have a chat with Jimmy Yurkowski. He's going to share with us the top tricks, tips, and mistakes you never knew you were making on Facebook ads. Check it out. Look, in the solar business, there's really only two types of people. There's the ones that crush it, make six, seven, and eight figures, and then there's everyone else. The question is, which one will you be? Over the last four years, we've studied the sharpest solar sales and marketing professionals and how they build multi-million dollar incomes using only the best sales and marketing strategies. So how do these solarpreneurs do what they do and what makes them so successful? This podcast is your answer. Join us and thousands of sales pros, marketers, and entrepreneurs as we take the solar industry by storm and uncover what it takes to sell more solar with less effort. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast. What's shaking Solar Nation? Today we have a very special episode. We have my friend Jimmy on the line here. Jimmy is a Facebook ads expert. He's a marketing genius and he is here to drop some serious value bombs on us. So, so Jimmy, thanks for hopping on the show with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super stoked because Jimmy and I, we linked up at, uh, at Funnel Hacking Live was about three, four months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we linked up there and we stayed actually in the same Airbnb together, us and Chris Lee, the Soul Gen Power Squad, kind of chill, hanging out in the same house. And I saw Jimmy uh, mess around with these ads there. And I thought I knew something about Facebook ads, but I, I see Jimmy pull up this Facebook ads manager and he's moving a million miles an hour doing all this crazy stuff and <laughs> writing all this copy and... I don't know, just working his magic with Facebook ads. And I'm like, okay, I thought I knew Facebook ads, but guys like Jimmy just proved me wrong. <laughs> he showed me how it's done there. <laughs> so uh, awesome. Jimmy, it's fun, cool to hang out with you over in Nashville. But uh, yeah. tell us, how did you get started in this whole kind of marketing and Facebook ads and this whole world that you figured out? Yeah, so uh, when I was, I mean, growing up, uh, not to sound cliche, but growing up, I just really knew that I wanted to do something that I was able to tangibly help people with and tangibly be able to help, especially in the business side, because my dad, he started his own company, he was 22, and it was in flooring. And so in flooring, it was... I mean, we moved, I think, 14 times. Is it around either between 10 and 14 times before I even hit middle school? Hmm. And the reason why was because he was just always chasing where there was a lot of construction because he was doing flooring. And so it was just always, always chasing that, uh, you know, where, where there was jobs. And there was times that it was just really up and down where there would be, you know, it was either like feast or famine pretty much. And so for me, like growing up, I mean, my parents are absolutely amazing. They're my, my heroes today, and they have a you know very successful online business now. But uh, back then, it was you know he was doing manual manual labor, and so seeing that, I just thought like, man, and you know I just don't want to you know loop of feast or famine. I just want to be able to always have like a good amount of uh, income that's consistent. But I also don't see myself 
being in a nine to five because I, I just, I don't know. I just, as long as I can remember, I remember thinking like, I don't really want to do that. And I, I just couldn't imagine being at a desk for eight hours a day. And uh, so it was pretty frustrating going through middle school and high school. All my friends are like, Oh, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And I was like, I don't, I just want to like travel and have fun. Like how is there a job that does that? (laughs) And I just couldn't find any. And so I got started and kind of just messed around with some online stuff. And then I got hit with an ad for a starting a social media marketing agency. Hmm. And I thought like, Ty Man. Lopez. Yep, I got Ty Lopez. <laughs> yeah. And so I I was really skeptical at first. Like I'd been following him for a couple months before he even launched that first round in that in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it, he started, I think, uh, doing ads for it and really promoting it on his on his uh, social media platforms like in June mm-hmm. and of 2016. And I started watching it. And then one day in January of 17, he posted or no sorry uh, a year later he posted some uh, screenshots of results and I thought and I screenshot the person's name and I found him on Facebook reached out to him said hey is this real and he said yep and I said so you really can manage and like you get business for local businesses and you help them grow and they pay you like every month he was like yeah I just and I said so how many hours are you putting into that he said, well, I'm a college student, so I'm just doing, you know, three, four hours a day of work, and then I outsource the rest. And I was like, what? And wow. so I bought the course and went through it, and uh, that's where it kind of started. And so I started learning Facebook ads, and I had zero sales ability, so I just was going to local events and saying, uh, like, hey, you know, uh, Facebook ads are they're great, you know, like I've never done any, but I, I know how. <laughs> and, and so no, but obviously that doesn't work. So I went about uh, three months without getting any clients or anything. And so I got kind of frustrated. I was like, I just want to run Facebook ads. So I started uh, doing drop shipping and running Facebook ads to sell like products from China and made zero money from that. But it, it taught me how to use Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, or then I got hired by a local marketing agency to do marketing. And I was like, well, I don't really want to trade my job for another job. So I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to use it as learning, just get paid to learn. Hmm. So I did that and found out he didn't actually have enough, uh, (coughs) sorry, he didn't actually have enough work for me. Mm -hmm. So I was still working my bank job and doing this on the side. Nice. Side hustle. Yeah. So it after about six months, I was like, you know what, this kind of sucks. So I I decided, uh, or after about six months, I was gonna quit. And then I go in to quit my job, and he says, Hey, I have something for you. And I was like, What is that? He said, There's a, a local gal here that owns a business that's having trouble with her Facebook. Um, she's just asked if you'd be willing to help her out with it. So I said, sure. So I go and help her. And a few days later, and because he, he said that to me, I didn't quit, even though I was planning on it. Mm-hmm. And so I, after a few days, and then it was the weekend. So I was like, oh, I don't want to quit on the weekend, you know, because I was nervous because I really liked the guy and all that stuff. So then she messaged me a couple of days later and says, hey, uh, I'm part of this uh, network of, of 
dentist here in on this online network where and I'm the social media coordinator mm-hmm. so but a lot of them are asking like about Facebook ads but I just really know about posting can you like posting and boosting posts but they actually want like real advertising is that something you know how to do and I had never worked with dentists but I was like well yeah sure I can do it so I so uh, she was like okay then I met with her and she told me you know exactly how big her network was was for dentists and it was just massive and so she said how about we partner up and start a dental marketing agency so we do that and we grow it from zero to about 60 dentists between 50 and 60 in about six months wow and so at this point, I'm spending 90% or at least in Facebook Business Manager for dentists. <laughs> it was just, it was insane. And so uh, eventually I realized like my, my partners wanted to do more of uh, like have an office and lots of employees and that's not really what I wanted to do. So I ended up uh, leaving that company because I wanted to do things that actually like, you know, that I was in line with what my, my goals and visions were. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up leaving and that's when I uh, got connected with Chris Lee and started running his ads for Soldier and Power. And okay. so the last uh, six months or so, I've been uh, working under him doing all of Soldier's advertising, doing their YouTube stuff. And it's been a lot of fun and uh, recently started to, um, you know, help other solar companies with their ads as well. Yeah. Incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah. it's cool to hear your journey. And I know you've had some ups and downs all that along the way. And yeah, I mean, I've been through the same thing, but it's nice to hear that even guys like you had the three months without much results and then kind of saw the breakthrough after that. So it's awesome. You've been through the experience and now you're in the solar niche. Now you've been doing solar leads, getting results for Chris and you guys have grown a ton. But uh, from what I know, Chris is basically, well, you and Chris, you basically grow on the whole company just from Facebook ads alone, right? Isn't that how you, you guys get most of your leads in the company? For the most part, yeah. Okay. It's incredible. So what, so we've had Chris on the podcast too. I know he's a, I know he, he knows a lot too about yeah. the whole ads and all that. What have you <laughs> learned from uh, Chris in working with him now for six months? Yeah. So what I've learned from Chris is a really about how you can because solar leads are a solar right now is like the gold rush you know there's so many people that are jumping onto solar and there's so much opportunity that it's you know it's insane how much opportunity there really is and so there's a ton of people uh you know anybody who's good at sales like i just talked to a guy this morning that he's like i've been in car sales for 30 years but screw that i'm gonna sell solar (laughs) so and i've heard that from a handful of people of like yeah i've worked this type of career for 20 years but then you know right now solar is the you know it's a gold rush yeah so uh which which comes with a lot of advertising being purchased especially on facebook Mm-hmm. I mean, we got lots of people that know that we're able to make solar work for uh, Facebook ads. And so there's just so much uh, being taught on Facebook ads right now. Mm-hmm. And so everybody knows. And so a lot of people try it themselves or, you know, they hire somebody that maybe hasn't done it before. So it's still kind of new or, uh, you know, things like that. And so the issue is that there's a lot of ads everywhere all across the country for solar, anywhere that solar is hot, especially like Illinois right now. And so that's, that's where 
the, the thing that I've learned is that you can break through that noise by creating a, not just a Facebook ad that says, Hey, here's, here's a, you know, zero down solar, you know, 30% tax credit, you know, all that stuff. That's all great. But if you can educate people and get people from a place where they're either indifferent or negative about solar and then educate them to where you can flip them, then it's, it's a totally different response. Mm. And we don't run all of our ads this way, all of our ads this way, but a lot of our ads are educational based where we have Chris on a whiteboard, like showing somebody how Facebook ads work. Or not, sorry, not Facebook ads, but how solar works, how, <laughs> how, it can, how it can save them money and all that stuff. And it's just so, they have such a good response. Or, uh, you know, there's just really good, or getting people to go from, like we've never, at Soldier, we've never done Google AdWords. Mm. And a lot of people do. And the reason why we don't, or the reason why we don't is because we want people to not necessarily be searching for solar, to find us. We want to convert people to solar people. Yeah. That's really where our ads are. And so that's, that's what I've learned the bet the most is that if you build a brand, you know, it's Chris, the solar guy, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not, it's, he goes by Chris, the solar guy, like in yeah. multiple parts of his life, not just on online. And mm -hmm. so that's really what I've learned is that it's a, uh, it's building a brand and educating people is really what attracts high quality leads and uh, it breaks through the noise of all of those different companies that are just putting stock images up with a, you know, zero dollars down. Yeah, I like it. And yeah, I know I had the same conversation with Chris, but I asked him, I said, Chris, how come you guys don't have people knocking on doors too? And he gave pretty much that same answer. Like you guys are trying to build a brand wherewith, you know, our company knocks on doors, a lot of companies knock on doors it's great you get good leads but the thing is a lot of times i'll go to people who already have solar who had their door knocked on and I'll ask them oh who'd you get your solar from and 90 percent of the time they don't even know who the solar was from they don't know where it came <laughs> from um, they don't know anything about it so what i think is really cool about what you guys do is you are building that brand i'm sure people remember you a lot better because you're actually educating the homeowner like you said, they know him. It's Chris, the solar guy. And it's not just some random person that knocked on his door and then sold him solar. Forget about it. And yeah. And if you look at some big companies that are doing TV commercials right now, like a good example is Capital One. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have their CEO in their commercials pretty regularly now. Hmm. And the reason why is because people are it's the economies not economy sorry but marketing switching a lot to people want to buy from people like that's why you know steve jobs is people were felt like they're buying iphones from steve jobs himself you know because he was a very much a public he, everybody knew that steve jobs was apple and so it was that's a huge part people like a character like the progressive girl for example flo she's like the like the highest paid like uh, commercial actress or something like that in the world and you know they've used her over and over and over again the Geico gecko the Geico caveman all these things are because people like to buy from people and even though it's a gecko and even though it's a caveman it's still a character and that's why a lot of I've heard even uh, even Ty Lopez he said that you know why do you think McDonald's has Ronald McDonald like 
people like a character. They don't like to just buy from a company. They like to buy from somebody. Like, why do you think Elon Musk is so in the public eye? Because True. people know Elon Musk is Tesla. True. And yeah, so it, like having a brand associated with your company is very important for longevity and for uh, getting higher quality conversions, higher quality leads. Yeah. True. And I mean, you look at like click funnels too. Russell Brunson and those boys. Yeah. People that buy anything that Russell puts out. I mean, you don't even have to explain what it is. Russell's got such a devoted following. People are buying stuff right when he releases it. Yeah. And think about, I mean, lead pages is a big competitor to click funnels, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't, if lead fun or if a lead at, or sorry, if lead pages came out with a course, like who's going to buy it? Yeah, <laughs> nobody. And yeah. But people buy ClickFunnels. Like, really, ClickFunnels is a is an education platform that has a software. Like, that's what it is. And so, and that's what I mean. We're not going to that extent with Soldier, but we're just educating people. Like, what is Soldier? What are the benefits? What's the longevity? And you can do that through written, through mm-hmm. ad copy, and that's really. Uh, the most important part of ads is the ad copy. And so if you can do that in the written form, I mean, you can do that in the written form as well, but if you can do a video and you don't even need a high quality video, you can shoot it from your phone mm. and just teach people about solar. Uh, all those things are just so important. Yeah. And it's true. Like uh, Russell has talked about it, but people come out all the time. I'm sure lead pages, all these other softwares come and try and compete with click funnels and they'll sell the exact same thing for half the price, but no one will switch over. And it's because like you're saying, they're an education-based platform. People love Russell, people love that attractive character. And I think we can apply the same thing in solar. Like we're, we're not the cheapest solar company out here in San Diego, but if we can build a brand, and I mean, if other companies can take that and apply it in the solar industry then really i don't think you have to compete on price as much if you can brand yourself as the solar guy people are going to come to you and trust you and they don't have to go get other quotes because they already know you're the authority you're the solar guy and they'll buy it without that so have you guys seen in Solgen, jimmy have you guys seen that to be the case like people as people know your brands it's like your closers go to them and they don't get like people needing to shop around as much you guys see higher quality leads coming because of this you've done? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool to have that brand built up. So yeah, let's talk about kind of the copying some of these elements of the ads that you were mentioning. So first of all, I know a lot of people get hung up on this whole Facebook ads, myself included. A lot of us have tried Facebook ads. We fell, we spent a couple hundred bucks and then we give up. Okay, so... Walk us through what are are some common mistakes you see and like people trying to run their Facebook ads and I don't know, people failing and like how much money would you say you need to do on ad spend, stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, the ad spend thing is really, there's a, there's a ton that goes into that because it depends on your area. Like there's, we have some areas that have a higher cost per lead um, regardless of what we do. And so there's some places that just have a higher higher cost per lead. And so the budget's different there. And then we have places where it's just cheaper. And so we're able to have a higher or a lower budget, but get just as many leads as the higher budget one. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, some of the biggest mistakes for sure would be either not, not really having great 
ad copy because mm-hmm. that's the part that where you get to kind of pitch somebody you get there if you can get their attention then that's where you get to uh, that's really where you can sell them on it mm-hmm. and a lot of people I mean one of the biggest things I and mean, a lot of people I feel like are starting to not do this but just putting your ad in like one big block and not like breaking up the lines like I never do an ad that has more than uh, three lines mm-hmm. per paragraph and the first two lines that I always do are always uh, short sentences that are only one line mm, okay and the reason why is because your first line acts as your headline because Facebook has a where it actually says headline is that is in the under the picture but the real headline is up top and so that's where you get people the goal of that line is to get them to read that next line and that next line needs to get them to read the next line. And that's how you have to write ad copy is what is going to get somebody to read the next one? Mm-hmm. What is it going to, what is going to make people imagine like a slide, like how can you get somebody to go down a slide of your ad copy? And you do that through writing something that's interesting, like stating a interesting fact. There's an ad that I did recently that the first line just said three to 6% with an angry face and then it said this is the average rate of electricity in this or this is the average uh, rise in electricity per year in blank city and then dot 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 so if to my target demographic they're immediately going to be in those two lines and then if the next line is catchy as well like but there is a way to stop this and then just make it so there's three lines right there they've now consumed three lines of my copy so the chances of them every time you get somebody to read uh, one line they it, it increases the amount that they will read the next hmm. and so that's that's really how you got to think about ad copy is just what is visually appealing if you opened a book and the first page of that book was just a solid block paragraph what would you think? You would think, never mind, close the book. <laughs> Unless you had to read. But if it was broken, you know, had some broken lines, some uh, smaller paragraphs, maybe like a graph, you know, all those things make it so that you are visually attracted to it. Yeah. Uh, a good resource for this is a website called Swiped. Swiped. Swipes.co. And it's a just a file of some of the best ad copy ever written. And somebody just put together, there isn't anything on solar right there because it's more of like direct mail stuff. But if you look up David Ogilvy, who's like the godfather of copywriting or one of them, then you can learn a lot from those and how he structures his pages and all of that stuff. That's awesome. And Jimmy, how much of your copy is like, well, Russell talks a lot about, you know, funnel hacking, going and seeing what other ads are like. and kind of making stuff similar to that. Do you guys do that at SoulGen? Are you kind of looking at what competitors are doing or it's most of your copy original or how do you guys do it with that? Yeah, I'd say 99% original because and there's sometimes that if I want inspiration, then I'll look up some solar companies and see, um, you know, that we, I, some of the, the partners at SoulGen, sometimes they'll screenshot an ad and send it to me and say, Hey, this is an awesome ad. Like, 
uh, what do you think? Or, you know, stuff like that. So uh, every once in a while, I'll get some inspiration from other places, but I would say 99% of the time, it's, uh, I just write it myself with, um, I, I have a few tools. I have a, um, this thing called the 25 cognitive biases. And I look at that 25 cognitive biases because it, yeah. Okay. And it's a kind of, it's 25, uh, thing or kind of like mental traps that people put themselves in. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not necessarily traps. It's kind of hard to explain what it is, but it's just things in our brain that are automatically in there. Like the, an example is a reciprocity. And so if somebody gives you something, you're more likely to uh, want to reciprocate that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, people do free trials. That's why people do, um, you know, introductory offers, things like that. Because when you, when they give you something of value, you feel like you need to uh, give value back. Hmm. Okay. That's awesome. And yeah, also, I don't know if you guys use, do you guys use fill your funnel? Um, that uh, plug-in thing that Russell talked about at Funnel Hacking Live? Because I that. You know, what's funny is that I, uh, I've totally forgot about that. I signed up for it, but it oh. kept logging, it kept logging me out. And so eventually I just stopped trying and then I haven't <laughs> thought about it in like a month. <laughs> well, for our solarpreneurs, that's another good one. I think it's available, but and maybe Jimmy can fool around with it again, but basically it lets you, uh, screenshots, other ads that you see you can go and screenshot other ads other funnels so if you're scrolling on facebook see one of jimmy's ads or something like that then you can actually screenshot it it's a it's a google chrome extension and then what it does is it saves all the screenshots in there you can create folders then basically you can just go and look at inspiration for your ads and for different funnels that you do that's yeah. the one too we like to use but no, that's super cool. You, uh, so you write basically all your own copy. How did you learn? Um, I know the copy is super important. How did you learn the copy? Is that something that you've taken courses on too? Uh, mostly books okay. and just having to write good ads. Otherwise I don't make money. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's really, there's a few books that were really good, which was, uh, the Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. Okay. Uh, there is Kick-Ass Copywriting Secrets of a Marketing Rebel by John Carlton. That one's my favorite because even just the title alone, the whole book is written like an ad. It's, <laughs> it's so good. The The amount of you know similes and like, it's just such a well-written book. And the whole book is just written like ad copy using, nice. you know, fancy word, not fancy words, but you know, like powerful trigger words and uh, things like that. And so those are really good. Uh, there's a company called digital marketer that they have a copywriting certification course. It's like a hundred bucks. It doesn't mean anything, but it's, um, it, you know, it's a pretty well-known authority in the digital marketing world. And so I, I've uh, finished that. I have that. And okay. yeah, so I would say a couple courses and a few books and then just studying people uh one thing that you can do to it's so weird how this works i can't explain it but when you write when you're looking at somebody's ad copy and you write it with your hand 
you somehow like tap into the same thought process and same emotions that they were in when they wrote it. <laughs> I can't explain how this works, but it, it, I've heard that. I heard that from a few different copywriters that were not even in the same company or anything. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's true. Tried it out. And I was like, man, I really feel like I know what the person was thinking and feeling when they wrote this. <laughs> oh, dang. That's some, yeah. that's some black magic going on there. Yeah. I like that though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're saying just like, if you see an ad or something that has good copy, you just write out their exact copy that they used. No, I've only done it a few times, but, yeah, okay. uh, but I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's something you can do. Uh, writing consistently is good too. Mm-hmm. So writing, you know, like, uh, you know, writing ads like every day, like there was a, there was a good month where I was writing an ad for like one, two to three different industries every day. And so it just makes it so you have to think outside the box and okay. it makes it so that you can, you have to perform essentially. Hmm. Or you, you just have to, it gets your mind into the writing way, even though we're very, you know, video and visual, video, very video based world, right, knowing how to write ad copy is so critical because it also makes it so you can write video ads too. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. You can use ad copy to write video ads. Okay. Super interesting. Yeah. And I think we mentioned this probably most people know, but for our solopreneurs who haven't gotten too much into the digital marketing world, um, the copy is just like the writing that goes on the ads. I don't know if we yeah. mentioned that. But yeah. It's people the, text, know that. the text in the ad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, super important stuff. And so Jimmy, uh, walk us through like your process. Say if you're going to start a campaign for someone, if you're going to start running some ads, for a solar rep, maybe a company that reaches out to you, they don't have any experience in this. They haven't really ran ads before. Um, like what's your process? What do you start doing from day one to you know, run a successful campaign with a new company? Yeah. So day one, I, I did this recently, so it's pretty fresh. So okay. what I would do is find out what's unique to their area. Okay. So this place was, and you, what's unique to their company. So this place was saying that a lot of solar companies that are there right now just moved in and they are known companies to get somewhere, make the money and leave. Mm-hmm. And this company's been there for like 15 years. They've been doing solar for that long. They are, you know, a homegrown business. And so that was something that I could do. Uh, the next thing is, you know, figure out if, yeah, so figure out their unique position. Mm-hmm. The next thing I do is I go to and find other companies that are in that area that are doing uh, solar or whatever niche I'm working on. And I will read reviews of other companies mm-hmm. and, and read reviews of that company. So one of the first things I did at SolGen was I saw that uh, all the SolGen reviews were saying how people were so pleased with the customer service and they were pleased with how easy it was to go solar. Hmm. So what you can do with that is put in your ads, highlighting how easy it is to go solar, Hmm. you know? So, you know, and if you're in a good area that has some really good costs or, uh, you know, cost savings, put that in there. Like if, if you see 10 review, if you read like 20, 30 reviews and 15 of them say, I was able to cut my electricity bill in half, 
guess what you can put new and add. And so reading reviews, and then I also find big companies in that niche and I go on their website and see what they say because big companies pay copywriters thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to write their websites. So they are extremely well researched for the most part. And so you can get some really good ideas just from looking at big companies because they've already spent the tens of thousands of dollars that people normally spend on websites. And a big chunk of that is on ad copy or sorry, the copy of the website. Mm -hmm. So I researched those. So, uh, so to go back, find their unique position, uh, read reviews of their competitors and of their reviews, Mm -hmm. uh, read websites of big, big competitors. So that's the first thing I do because then I am able to have my written form. Then I go to the 25 cognitive biases and I also have a cheat sheet of the steps that I take in writing ad copy. Mm -hmm. So I have that cheat sheet. So I have those two things on my computer and then I will start writing and I'll write at least three different ads with three different positions. So I'll have one that for solar example, for example, this one was playing on the homegrown fact. Then there was the the tax benefits. Then there was the you know the homes increased in value that got solar. So I had three different positions to appeal to people. Okay. So now now that I have those three, the next thing I do is I one I try to get a video. A lot of times, uh, getting video from people is kind of difficult. So if I don't get video, what I'll do is try and get some high quality stock images because there is high quality stock images. There's some cheesy ones and there's high quality ones. Some websites that you can get good ones are Pixabay, Pexels, and Unsplash. Those are all free. Okay. There's millions of pictures. And so I'll try to look for images that are related to the copy. Okay. And then once I have that, then I, uh, I'll find at least two images per ad copy. Okay. So now I have three copies and two images per each copy. So that's six different variations. Six variations. Okay. Yep. And then from there, you'll just, you'll just throw them out there all like equal budgets and then just see, see what the results are with them. So budgets is there's, there's two different ways to set up ads this way. There is setting them up so each ad, so there's three different levels to Facebook. There's the campaign level, then there's the ad set level, and then there's the ad level. And the campaign level is just the overall, like what is the name of this campaign? Solar in Washington, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there is the ad set, which is the audience, okay. which is who the ad is gonna be shown to, and, and where, so where on Facebook. So where the ad is gonna be showing geographically, uh, where is it going to be showing up on Facebook and Instagram? And then, uh, yeah, so it's those two. And then you can do detailed targeting there. Then there's the ad level, which is what people actually see. The, okay. the ad copy, the image, the video, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So those are the three levels. So there, those, how you can set up those six variations is this thing called dynamic creative, where you put all of those images, all of those texts into one ad, all of your images into one ad, all of your headlines into one ad, and then Facebook will automatically shift through those and create hundreds of variations per day 
and figure out which one works the best. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there, that's one way to do it. Or you can set them up manually, which takes a little bit longer, but it makes it so that you can get kind of a better feel of which ad copy is working the best mm-hmm. and which image. Uh, I prefer that way, but dynamic creative sometimes works better. And then when it comes to budgets, you can either have it, you can set it at the campaign level now, which is called campaign budget optimization, or you can set it in the ad level or the ad set level. And so what I like to do is split up between uh, four different audiences when I'm first starting out, which is uh, male 28 to 45, Mm -hmm. and then male 46 to 65 plus. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do female of those, those same two age ranges. So now I have four. So if you think about it, I have four ads and six different ads per those four. So I'm really not, I'm not just publishing one ad, I'm publishing like 80. Wow. And then, yeah. And then I, in the campaign, I like, I really like CBO campaign budget optimization. So that's where I'll set the budget and it depends on how many leads. And if I start a new campaign, I'll typically start low because if you give Facebook a lower budget from the start, it'll most likely try to make it work for you versus if you have a large budget, they're like, oh, they could, you know, $500 a day, we'll just give them two leads. <laughs> and then, wow. or, uh, or if you have like $200, they might get you those same two leads, but half the cost. Not that, not that leads are that expensive, just giving ground numbers. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. And I know uh, Jimmy's going through a ton of stuff, but we're going to link all these resources up so people don't get quite as overwhelmed. If you want to see what he's talking about, you can go ahead and look in the show notes too. And so Jimmy, uh, do you find that video ads convert better than, than just regular like stock images in general? Or what's your take on that? I would say yes for the most part. It's okay. not a uh, 100% every time it's something that i test so that's another thing about facebook ads is you have to test all the time sometimes i test doing it uh, setting up all those ads manually sometimes i test dynamic creative sometimes i test dynamic or campaign budget optimization sometimes i don't mm-hmm. and so facebook is really just a game of figuring out what things you can test that will change the outcome i see Okay, and so once you have all these ads ran, you've run all the variations. Um, do you set on just like a couple ads from there? Do you pick like the two best performing ones and just run with those for a while, or how many generally come out converting better than others? Yeah, there's usually two to three, uh, okay. usually two that outperform all the other ones by a good margin, and so I'll just uh, double down on those. So I'll turn off the ones that aren't working, and then uh, either and slowly increase the budget for the ones that are working. Yeah. Okay. And then it does it just depend on the market, how long they'll, they'll keep converting. Well, how long yeah. do you find that they keep converting? Yeah. I mean, you can get ads to work for a long time. Uh, if they do get stale, so change headline or change like, two sentences and then it'll just re re kind of reboot itself and because the reason why is because sometimes ads stop working because you've the same 30 people have seen your ad 20 times and so if if you uh but if you redo it then it shows it to a new batch 
So oh, cool. if, even if you just change one word, it'll restart it to a new batch. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. so that's one way. Or you can, the best way to really avoid ad fatigue is by just changing the image. Changing the image, okay, cool. Yeah, so I think that's something huge for any anyone that's trying to run their own ads or anything like that. Definitely pay attention to how well it's converting. I made the I made this mistake. I was running ads on um, Yahoo Gemini. I don't know if you've ever tried that. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of different platforms, and I thought that I could just pick one headline, one image, and just run the crap out of it for a year at a time. And then I slowly saw that my cost per lead was going up and up and up and up. And I said, "What's going on here? I thought I had the winning <laughs> ad. I thought I was never get free leads for life." But what I didn't realize is that's super important. You got to pay attention to those stats. If you see it go down, then like Jimmy was saying, you got to switch something out, a headline, an image, just keep it converting. Yep. And then from there, I mean, how, so you think you can kind of do the same ad, just keep doing variations. Think it'll work for like years at a time after that. No, I mean, typically like every month to two months, a winning ad will eventually just need to be, re, you know, redone. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think my record for Solgen was like three months. Three months. I had one ad that was consistently getting the same cost per lead for three months, which was oh, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. <laughs> so three months, but you still changed out like the headline and the image. A didn't times. touch it. Oh, you didn't touch anything. No. Nope. Oh, dang! That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> dang! And then after three months, did you? Uh, just change out like an image and keep running the same ad or did you do a whole new one after that? No, I just did a whole new one after that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that, that was cool. <laughs> pretty awesome. So yeah. don't expect those results. It's your first time, but yeah, <laughs> pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Jimmy, we've gone over a ton of stuff here and thanks for giving us some secrets. Yeah. I think the key is just go out and um, just take action learn from guys that already knew what know what they're doing like Jimmy and I mean because if you just try this on your own then odds are you're gonna get discouraged if you don't have results right off the get-go that's what happened to me yeah so uh Jimmy tell us where can people I guess find out more about what you're doing I know it takes a while to master all this stuff but where can you point our audience towards finding out more about you and getting more into this world of Facebook advertising yeah, so I'm the Facebook guy. So a lot of my stuff is just on my personal Facebook. And so, which is facebook.com uh, slash Jimmy.Rutkowski, which is J-I-M-M-Y dot R-U-T-K-O-W-S-K-Y. So facebook.com slash Jimmy.Rutkowski. Uh, that's where people can see a lot of stuff about me and what I'm doing, get a hold of me. Uh, and then uh, for your listeners, I also have a... Uh, we talked a lot about copy, so I'm going to be doing a uh, free kind of uh, that process that I just walked you through. I'm going to be giving a, a crash course on that and also my template that I write all my ads from uh, just for your listeners, which is going to be at lunarmarketinggroup.com slash copy. Awesome. And so again, that's just lunar, like L-U-N-A-R, marketing group, spelled exactly like um, you know, how it should be lunarmarketinggroup.com slash copy. And you'll be able to get, uh, a, my free copy training and the, the template that I use. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. And that's definitely a good place to get started. 
copy is like we were mentioning super important in your ads something you got to be always uh, looking to make better and better keep your ads converting so that gives us a good uh, direction to go and um, thanks for giving our audience something to look forward to hopefully we get a lot of guys checking that out and the last question I had for you, Jimmy, what would you suggest for a solopreneur is like, I know a lot of guys go out and try them, try this process themselves, but would you suggest for people to learn this on their own or hire someone that's an expert like you and just have it done for you? What's your take on that? Yeah. So my thoughts on that is really depending on where you're at in your business. So if you have the time to devote, you know, hours to learning this stuff, then by all means learn how to do it and then train somebody in house to do it. And, uh, you know, Chris has helped a lot of people do that. And, um, some other good people have done that as well. Um, but if you just want leads handed to you within, you know, a week, a week to 10 days, then, you know, hire somebody. And that's something that I can do as well. Okay. Yeah. And like Russell says too, if you have more time than money, then go out and learn, go out and learn the steps, go out and learn the processes. If you have more money than time, then go ahead and hire someone like Jimmy, hire an expert and they can get you the results a lot quicker rather than you exactly. going out taking the time <laughs> to do it. Okay. Yep. There's value in both for sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it definitely helps. Even if you do hire someone to go out and do this, I think there's no, there's no exchange for at least knowing the basics of it too, because I mean, if you don't know anything about this, then going to be tough to understand the results you're getting and um you know kind of know if it's worth your money and you're getting really results for your business too helps to learn the basics of it for sure so uh jimmy thanks again for coming on the show any final advice you want to give to our solarpreneurs as they go out and start getting leads for their own solar businesses yeah i mean really the best way to scale is by getting an influx of and that's really that's really how you can do it and if you're a you know a sales rep that might not be able to you know afford buying uh bulk ones you know do a do a lot of facebook organic stuff there's so many resources where you can learn how to do that so if you're an owner like get leads either by learning how to do it yourself or you know paying somebody to do it like like what what would i offer and then if you're uh, you know, a sales rep that doesn't have a massive budget to buy leads, then really the best thing to get leads is by using things like Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, doing organic stuff. You know, do a, a selfie with your with a with a happy customer and post on your Facebook. Go into you know research where you look and find Facebook groups where there is you know people that like you know where we live in Washington. There's like a small business owner, like Washington small business owners, most small business owners are homeowners. So just add a bunch of people, even if you don't have any mutual friends, just add a bunch of people, post, you know, text your customers, hey, you know, what was your electricity bill after solar again? Oh, awesome, it was $10, great. Screenshot that, post that on your Facebook. Nice. <laughs> and then, and you're gonna, if you add 10, 15 people a day on Facebook that are potentially in your target market and you're posting one to two times a week either you know a selfie while there's an installation like check it out this you know this these people just went solar because of x y and z so happy for them you're gonna get some bites for sure and even if you don't get people directly messaging you by you posting 
if somebody likes and comments on your post, you now have permission to message them. Instead of just you know cold messaging a whole bunch of people every day, you know post things consistently, add people consistently, and then when they are when they are like or when they engage with your content, you now have an excuse to message them. Hey, thanks for liking my page, and you can just assume that they have solar. That's why they liked it. Like, uh, how is solar going for you? Oh, I don't have solar. Oh, really? Uh, you know, why is that? Now you have a conversation and then you can easily be getting engaging with those after a couple, after a couple weeks of consistent adding and posting, you should have, you know, 30 to 40 opportunities, which could turn into five, six, seven deals every single month. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. And I think especially if you don't have money to spend on ads, what Jimmy just said, that's money for getting golden leads. Cause if they come reach out to you from just organic posts, chances are they're golden customer, they're golden lead that wants solar up on their roof right away. And I know there's It'll a be couple- the easiest clothes you ever do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, James, you know, the James that's on the podcast with me here, I know he does a lot of stuff like that. Just reaching out to people on LinkedIn doesn't have to be in solar or anything. Just reach out to other business owners. Like Jimmy's saying, just say, Hey, how's business going for you? See how you can add mutual value to each other. And then just naturally, conversation will flow into solar like that i know james he just closed a deal last saturday from someone like from a method just like that and he didn't even have to go to the person's house he just called him up and it was like a 10 minute close because he already had you know the expectation set and they reached out to him so i uh, love that no, linkedin's awesome linkedin's awesome because people have their phone number on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true huh yeah <laughs> yeah, I know. And we need to, that's, that's another episode. I think yep. I know we can go a ton into LinkedIn, but yeah, I think LinkedIn is a super uh, valuable strategy too. But uh, anyways, well, Jimmy, thanks again for coming on the show and appreciate you all the knowledge you've dropped. Hopefully our guys go out and check out some of these resources and also this, uh, this free resource you gave us on the lunar marketing group.com slash copy is the link. We'll post all that in the show notes. So with that being said, uh, Jimmy, thanks again. And we'll look forward to hearing more from you soon. All right. Thanks, Taylor. All right. Peace. Wow. What another amazing episode of the Solarpreneur Podcast. Now, before we take off here, do us a favor and go leave an honest review on your platform of choice or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps us get the word out about the solarpreneur movement and impact more entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and marketers just like you. And hey, don't forget to head over to Facebook and join the Solarpreneur group for more daily content that's going to impact you and help you take your sales game to the next level. See you guys in the next episode.